Yo, welcome back. Appreciate everybody for coming back and checking back in with us. No, it's not the final buzzer. You guys know that I typically do that uh, at the tail end of every NBA playoff game. That'll be coming up tomorrow night after game one of the NBA finals. <clears throat> and what better time to bring up the NBA finals than right now, as we'll have that game, game one on tomorrow night. But uh, I definitely teased to quite a few of you that I had a special guest that's going to be coming on tonight. Uh, so definitely going to get into that here in a second until he joins us. Just kind of want to get some of you guys' opinions. Let's say this first and foremost before anything. Make sure that you be sure to subscribe to Tate's Take the Podcast. Hashtag where basketball lives. You know that it is the most uh, informational, most educational uh, basketball content in the form of a podcast uh, that you will find anywhere on the planet. So I appreciate everybody for checking in with us on today, uh, streaming live anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. That's where we post all these things at that being iTunes, Google podcast, Spotify, red circle, um, stitcher. Don't think I'm forgetting anything else besides YouTube and some of the homies over here to my left, which is probably your right, left, right, uh, on IG as well. At Tate's Take Hoops is where you can follow T-A-T-E-S-T-A-K-E-H-O-O-P-S. I almost forgot how to spell my own hashtag. Uh, appreciate everybody for uh, for checking in with us. Now, um, make sure that you guys go and subscribe to that and follow along on social media. Got my dude, Rob Parker, going to be joining us here in a second. Uh, to kind of talk about some of these NBA finals, kind of talk a little bit about um, some of uh, the Doc Rivers. That's kind of like the elephant in the room for a lot of people uh, around the NBA right now. And if if it was of just to be able to see Doc Rivers going out, what your personal opinions are about it and so forth. So without further ado, because I see my dude in the green room and I know that he's a busy man around this time of the year and got a lot going on. So let me go ahead and bring the homie up so we can shoot the breeze and do it like nobody else do because we about to cut up in here. Let's bring the homie on. Rob P, what's popping? Sean, what's up, buddy? How are you? Man, outstanding. Appreciate you, my brother, for asking. Rob Parker with us here in the locker room. Journalist, author, radio personality, TV personality from Fox Sports 1 as well as uh, Fox Sports Radio. Appreciate you for coming through, bro. I uh, I, I know that you're, you're busy. You got a lot going on, but we come. Well, you know, playoff baseball has started. Obviously, oh, the NBA Finals. I mean, there's so much <laughs> stuff going on. My goodness gracious. No, nah, I was even gonna uh, ask you about that and who you got, but we'll get into that one on the back end because what I want to know is who you got for these NBA finals. Game one coming up tomorrow night. Um, the Lakers, Miami Heat. A lot of people didn't believe Miami was gonna get there. And the Lakers found a way to to kind of uh escape your your personal pick of the Clippers, which I still gotta kind of find out exactly how you was feeling about, you know not seeing them get to that point. Well, they choked. I mean, there's no other way of putting it. I mean, they had they were up 3 to 1, had a chance to uh close out Denver, they weren't able to do it. To me, when they have a roster as talented as they are and all the other stuff that was going, they should have had a great chance. Oh, I love the hat there. Very nice, looking good. Try my I love best. The hat. There you go. I love that. <laughs> but anyway, uh you know, I mean, it's it's hard to not look at 
LeBron James and Anthony Davis and not think that they're going to win, but I'm going to go against the grain and I'm going to go with Miami and I'm going to pick Miami. They remind me of uh, when the 2004 Pistons beat Shaq, Kobe, uh, and that group. Uh, don't forget they had Carl Malone and Gary, Gary Payton. Payton. They had four mm-hmm. Hall of Famers potential or you know future Hall of Famers on that squad. And I remember people thinking that the Pistons don't have anybody. You know, like, who do they have? To me, that was the last real team in the NBA. And I'm talking about no mm-hmm. stars, just guys who got it done, different people every night. I like, and, and I'm going to go with Miami in this same exact scenario in that, uh, you know, obviously they have to do a lot of things well, but it's not impossible uh, to be able to continue to do what they've been doing this whole postseason. And uh, sometimes teams went out over stars. It happens. No, no doubt. And I'm glad that you referenced that bad boys team. Now, me and you had some conversations before. We'll be kicking back, eating some wings. Everybody know Rob P is a hot wings man. You was talking about the Clippers. I said I was going to roll with the Lakers, and we just kind of left it at that. But here, I'm not going to let you sit up and disrespect the, the, like that. Like, like if you telling me you rolling with Miami, and I know you love your wings. Can oh, we yeah. do can we do something on that one, Rob P for the wings? Absolutely. Absolutely. We could do uh <laughs> we could do some wings and a diet coke for me and whatever you want to drink. Absolutely. We can make that happen. I never shy away from a wing bat. You know that. I want a couple from you. <laughs> and, and including the one about Michigan State winning another uh, uh basketball championship. I think I told you, uh, you know, you know how many people that you know how many people in Detroit owe me wings because after uh, Michigan State and Tom Izzo won back in 2000, I said he'd never win another championship. I'm still waiting 20 <laughs> years later. That's on I, the record. You know, I know it you is. is. I know you is. And you remember the text message I shared with you. You got real lucky this year with the pandemic. Yeah, all right. Not whatever. being no March Madness, but whatever. Uh, and I and I know you see my cool stuff I got hanging on over here. I, I've been I've been working on my background game a little bit, Rob. I see. I so, see it. <laughs> so we're going to do it like this. What do you say? Um, Sweet Lou lemon pepper wings next time you come in town, Magic C? Oh, yeah. Magic City all day. <laughs> you know, the Magic City kitchen, no doubt about it. And uh, while I'm there, I'll definitely, you know, I have to help put some of these young girls through school. So I'll make my donation <laughs> there as well. As I but, tell Chris Broussard all the time, you know, we all do God's work in different ways. So, you know you what go. I'm saying? There you go. God's work. <laughs> God's work. Uh, man, if y'all haven't, and, and I know I told a couple people, obviously, if you've been listening, um, they know about the radio stuff, the TV stuff, and all that good stuff. But I throw in author in there because then we're going to get some more basketball. I know we, we short on time. We're going to get to it. This is the thing right here. If I'm writing, I'm ripping. The author himself, Rob Parker. Tell the folks where they can uh, go and scoop that thing up from because I've been you, enjoying it. You could go to Amazon.com. It's a collection of columns. Or you could go to my website, uh, GetRob, G-E-T-R-O-B-B-E-D, GetRob.com. Either either site, you can uh, pick up the book. And uh, it's, it's an interesting read. It has a lot of different columns over the years and stuff, uh, observations that I made. I think it's pretty interesting. You know that. You've been reading it. Um, some good stuff in there. So if you could pick it up, it's not too expensive. Grab one. 
where's this where i'm trying to figure out where this thing is coming from with the whole every single time somebody falls short of a championship and then you know where i'm going with this where's the mouse where's the mouse urinating thing coming from you know what that's so funny because (laughs) because there's a book on it too if i'm not mistaken there is a book called rob parker's tales of rob parker's urinating mouse and basically i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you a side where this all came from and basically, it has to be, like, not just an obvious win. It has to be where people were expecting their team to win or something. And then that's when the mouse comes out or or when you get eliminated or something like that. But uh, when I was married, uh, I w- we were at Thanksgiving dinner. And my ex-wife's uh, grandmother was sitting there. And they had told her something. They were trying to tell her something. And she didn't. She didn't hear or hear what was going on. So my wife then at the time said, uh, you know, uh, you know, grandma didn't hear that. She, her hearing is not good. And her grandmother said, what are you talking about? My hearing ain't good. My hearing's so good. I can hear a rat piss on <laughs> cotton. And so that I thought it was so funny. And so then I just changed it to mouse because it's smaller. And instead of piss, I use urinate. And you know what I mean? And it kind of morphed into that. Did it a few times. And then people started looking forward to it and looking for it. So it kind of took on a life of its own. And uh, it's just a little fun thing. And I try to be creative with what is urinating on to try to, you know, fit into whatever the team is is doing or the city that we're talking about and put it uh, to have some fun. It's just a little fun thing. The homie Rob P, man, you never know what he's going to come up with next. Hopefully he got some nice things to say after my Lions got their first win. Um, let me say this much. I'm, I'm kind of curious to know. Take me inside of your brain as to why you're picking Miami on this series because of the simple fact I'm looking at it like much like Denver, you got one fairly dominant uh, big man, um, which in that case was Nikola Jokic. In this case, Bam Adebayo, we know that he's not slow like Jokic and so forth, a lot more physicality and, and athleticism. However, this is also a Lakers team that's really, really big in terms of size, particularly on the front line in the front court. If you're coaching this team, what are you telling these guys outside of we're playing with house money and we're the most confident team and we've been looking the best throughout the course of the playoffs of how you can actually execute and beat this Lakers team who does have some pretty successful postseason players playing in it as well? Uh, I would play half court, not let them get easy baskets uh, in transition because you'll get killed doing that game. The Lakers uh, all year were the 19th best team in um, half court. So so you got to slow it down, make them have to score off the half out of the half court. Uh, also, you got to dominate and make threes. You know, Drogic, uh, you got a Hero, Robinson, those guys. If you can knock down threes, Lakers aren't a great th- three point shooting team. They're shooting, they got guys shooting better than their career percentage in this playoffs. So that's why they've gotten a boost. But you got to get those guys back to normal and you have to shoot well. Keep Bam out there. Uh, you know, uh, you're not going to stop AD, but. Make a presence, you know, out there with AD. And I think that, and, and Jimmy Butler, don't try to do it all by yourself. Play as a team. You don't need to be, you know, like it's me against all those guys trying to beat the Lakers. Stay within themselves. Play what, you know, the way that they've done it the whole way. And I think they have a legit shot. I'm not saying it's going to be easy or as easy as the Pistons 
five-game sweep of the Lakers with Shaq and Kobe. Remember, Shaq and Kobe had won three in a row and then lost in 2003, and then the Pistons beat them in 2004. So that team was intact. It wasn't like they needed uh, uh, Karl Malone and Gary Payton. They had already mm-hmm. been, you know, to the mountaintop and won three straight champion. Right. And, and so it can be done. Uh, but but the bottom line is you can't let those other guys, you can't leave those other guys wide open and let them get comfortable and let them make looks. You know, make them the other guys. Because you know what LeBron and, and AD is going to give you. So it's really about stopping those other guys and making it tougher. That That's really what it comes down to. But you can't uh, force the issue or think, you know, you got to do something different. Keep playing the way that they've been playing. And I think uh, they have a shot. I was thinking much of the same thing, especially with the Lakers being so big, man. Like, it's like, you know, at some point, because Miami's obviously really good in the zone defense. So, you know, the shooters for the Lakers obviously going to be key. And from what I've seen throughout the course of not just the regular season, but even more so in the postseason, Danny Green just he's a specialist at one thing. And it's like he can't even do that right kcp is very key in that role too and it's like you don't know what you're going to get out of him if i had to guess what i'm gonna get out of him it ain't gonna be a whole lot from from a from a perimeter standpoint kyle, kyle kuzma is in kyle kuzma's another that's what one. i'm saying so if you can get those guys off of you know making leaving them wide open to make shots you could have a chance so i'm, I'm just looking at sometimes teams beat superstars and I, and i saw it firsthand that 2004 pistons team was as good as it gets. I mean, remember, they beat them in five games, and the one game, I call it a five-game sweep, the mm-hmm. one game that the Lakers won, Kobe hit a three that forced it to overtime yep. in L.A. That was the only game they really even got. And yep. the Pistons probably, you know, if they played it right and fouled Shaq at the end, probably would have won that game. Swept. No, yeah. Right? It would have been a sweep, and yep. nobody would have ever believed that. Who's your who's your who's your X factors in this game for for each of these teams? I mean, I don't want to get into the analytics and breaking down the whole thing player by player necessarily, but if you had to just throw out one guy from each team, who do you think is probably the most key in terms of their success and then winning the Larry O'Brien Trophy? Um, I'm gonna say. I want to say either Kuzma or Rondo, but I'm going to say Kyle Kuzma, that okay. they'll need him to play big, not not inconsistent, not disappear. Like, like they need him to finally emerge as that guy who they've mm-hmm. been looking for as that third person and maybe hero for Miami. You know, like he's got to come up like big, big, uh, like he has and play that well throughout the uh finals so i'll say those two guys yeah i'm glad that you said that because um you know i'm just sitting back looking at it like how much is it still yet to hurt the lakers the most not having that consistent third guy that's been like the 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 it's like a stick out like a sore thumb you know what i mean right it's but, like, but it's it hasn't an hurt in the room. enough right exactly it hasn't, it hasn't hurt, hurt him yet. yet and and that's a point maybe against this team uh it might be a difference we'll see i mean I, I just think people who think it's a piece of cake, I, I think they're they're misguided. If you think it's a piece of cake for the Lakers, I I, I have more respect for uh, Miami than that. 
Yeah. Also not being a team necessarily that has uh, is really known for holding on to leads and so forth like that either. Lakers seem to have some issues in that department as well. Um, let me ask you about this kind of flipping it around a little bit now, because I know we got you somewhere right around five more minutes. Doc Rivers and the Clippers choosing to part ways. I guess that's kind of like the best way to put it. Me and you have texted a little bit about this in conversation and you threw out a really interesting uh, or forwarded me over a very, very interesting piece of information in regards to Doc Rivers and not being the coach over there anymore. Not only that, but the amount of black coaches that we have in this league currently, the ones that got let go, which has been about three or four at this point. Now they're only being about four left. And those are all on relatively bad non-playoff teams. What is your take on where the league is at in terms of black coaches with everything that's going on right now with Black Lives Matter movement and all that good stuff? Yeah, it is kind of depressing to see that no no black coaches have been hired. And I think we've lost three or four like just in, in this past uh, year. So that's a that's an issue when you take a look at it and you look at the numbers, especially in a league that's 75 percent black, you know, like like there should just be uh, more. Uh, opportunity and why Tyrone Lou, you know, can't can't get a job or secure one is question is a big question mark when he has a championship trophy in his back pocket and mm-hmm. he was able to deal with a star of LeBron's caliber and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Mark Jackson's name uh, obviously he's been blackballed because he doesn't even get an interview. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I, what has this dude ever yeah, done? Like, yeah, like, yeah. like, what did he do to anybody? There, there's there's not even an interview process for him. I mean. His name just comes up and disappears just like that. So um, it's interesting to see where we are. And and as we move forward, you know what I mean? Can there be more opportunity? And maybe this is the time. We've seen a lot of uh, uh, black coaches who have gone to the college ranks. Jerry Stackhouse, you know, Lindsey Hunter's coach, and he's already been an NBA head coach. But maybe, you know, uh, Kenny, um, uh, Kenny Anderson is uh coaching as well yeah exactly so i'm just saying maybe it's maybe that's their next route you know what i mean like like maybe some of those guys will be able to take that next step and then get opportunities in the nba so you can't say there's nobody out there and nobody around because there are guys who are coaching at the college level like jerry stackhouse Mm -hmm. he should he should get an opportunity Mm -hmm. where where, where do you where do you think that the the best suited fit or even if Doc should make a decision on because I mean there's we still got some vacancies out there. I mean there's Philly, there's New Orleans, Indianapolis, there's Houston. Should he even entertain maybe trying to do this again or give it a little bit of a break or where would you like to see him land that you think would be a good fit? I I, I think that of course if he got offered a job he'd take it. But I I'm I'm curious to think of the general manager who's going to introduce him. Do you know what I mean after such a disappointing uh, fall from the postseason to me it's mm-hmm. like it might be better to take a year off or so do you know what I mean to distance mm-hmm. yourself from what had gone on I think maybe even the Clippers might have waited before they did what they did what if what if Denver would have beat the Lakers and then you might have been able to say well it was nothing that we could do this team was a team of destiny mm-hmm. do you see what I'm saying before mm-hmm. you decide to just say well Doc is out and so when the Lakers beat them, I think that was like, okay, well, they are beatable because they had come back from 3-1 in two straight series. So so yep. maybe there was something going on with Denver. 
So I don't know. I, as a GM, I think it would be hard to introduce Doc. But then again, with four job openings, some guys are looking for a coach with a championship ring. He has that. You can't take that away from him. But I think the time had come in L.A. Steve Ballmer bought the team, kept Doc around. Mm-hmm. He could have easily made a change when he bought the team, right, with his own guy. No doubt. And he didn't do that. So I think if you can't get fired after choking down a 3-1 lead, then you can't get fired. So I I, I think it's all fair. We got about a minute left with you, RP. Um, World Series, we know that you all over. If people know you a lot of times for your basketball and so forth, but you are super duper heavy, man, on 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 the on the baseball stuff is too. Where are you going with World Series? Who's the two teams gonna match up and who you taking? I picked the Yankees and Dodgers before the season started. It's not going out on a limb. They have the best teams on paper, the best rosters. Uh the Yankees struggled at a lot of injuries, but they're healthy now. If they play well, I think they can get there. And the Dodgers have been to the World Series two out of the last three years. If they mm-hmm. stay healthy and players they're capable, I think it'll be a rematch from 1981. You probably weren't born then, but nope. 1981 was the last time that the Yankees and Dodgers met in the World Series. Man, my dude, RP, I appreciate you for bringing me. Y'all make sure that y'all go and check out. If I'm writing, I'm ripping and, and keeping up with all of his uh, mouse urinating tales and so forth. <laughs> hey, it's not quite cold enough yet for me to break out the odd couple hoodie, bro, but keep doing what you do. I love what you're doing. I had to stick with the Sparty today. That's all we, right. We're going to leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. I respect that. Not at and all. We, and, and we still we, we still got some stuff on the way. with we, College basketball will be here before you know it. So you know we're going to get into some trash talk with my Sparty. Um, and then even more so, when you get back, Magic City, Lou, Sweet Lou Lemon Pepper Wings, baby, we got to get together. Well, all definitely, and you'll be buying. I appreciate you. <laughs> appreciate you. All my right. dude, my dude, Rob Parker, man, uh, journalist, author, uh, radio and TV personality for Fox Sports 1 and uh, Fox Sports Radio as well. And always gracious that brother can come through and uh, share some of <laughs> his interesting stories about mice urinating on cotton and all sorts of really weird quirky stuff like that just a little hopefully i end up setting nobody so hopefully y'all ain't you know ate lunch and you're losing your lunch and all that kind of stuff already if so sorry don't blame me blame rob parker who i think what he said you can find the book if i'm writing i'm ripping at um uh, i think on amazon or just about anywhere that you find uh some of your favorite books and so forth i feel like amazon is the uh is the company for just about anything that you probably need right about now so if i'm not mistaken i believe he said uh on amazon so go and uh check make sure that you go and look into that check that out and um want to get some different people's opinions man of of what they see in this series and we're gonna keep this thing going just for a couple more minutes uh matthew mauer appreciate you for checking in as well saying duncan robinson assuming that being him uh referencing some of the x factors for this series i definitely agree i think it's a combination you know of those guys in terms of the shooters from miami because of the simple fact that uh they do have the size disadvantage uh to an extent and so you know when you start talking about X factors. I think it's a combination of them. It is Duncan Robinson. It is Tyler Hero. It is Kendrick Nunn, who hasn't even been remotely close to the person that we saw he was when he made 
first team NBA all rookie. Uh, and he just hasn't been that. And I don't know where that's at. But between those three guys, you're going to need two of them when you're playing up against L.A. And L.A.'s got some things going on because they're not a great perimeter defensive team either. I mean, Caruso, we know that they I don't know why they call him the GOAT. I can't answer that question for you, but I can say enough to say that um, he's their scrappy guy. You know, he, he he's the scrappiest player on the team. I heard Anthony Davis say that when they were playing Denver in some of the postgame uh, comments as well. And. They're going to need between him and Rajon Rondo because you don't have Avery Bradley, who's who's currently uh, still out, which I don't know if Avery Bradley should get a ring for refusing. Should players? That's my question. Hit me up at Tate's Take Hoops on Twitter, uh, on uh, all social media uh, platforms as well. At Tate's Take Hoops, uh, T-A-T-E-S-T-A-K-E-H-O-O-P-S hashtag. You know, that's where basketball lives. Uh, if you're one that believes somebody like a Avery Bradley who decided not to come into the bubble, if he should get a championship ring when he chose not to actually be out there on the floor with his guy. So, uh, definitely Matt appreciate you for chiming in as well, because I agree that they're going to need two of those three shooters to come through for him. Uh, and Bam Adebayo, staying out of foul trouble guys like Goran Dragic, who has been the unsung hero of this Miami team. They're really, really going to need dude, like really bad for everything that he's brought to this team. Everybody talks about Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo and all these other guys, sometimes in more cases, Duncan Robinson than they do actually uh, the dragon. But he's been probably the most consistent player, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, but you have to turn him into a defensive liability if you're the Lakers and that's going to be, I would imagine really tough to do because you don't really have the guards outside of trying to utilize uh, Kyle Kuzma in that position a little bit. And as far as the X factors for the Lakers, I think that's where you have a guy like Dwight Howard, who's found a way to make himself um, or insert himself into the starting lineup. Um, and while he does bring that energy, why he does, you know, bring those rebounds and the physicality and the athleticism. He's almost looking like the old vintage Dwight Howard from Orlando all over again, kind of. Um, you know, he's got to be able to be under control, control his antics a little bit more because you can push around or at least try to push around Nikola Jokic. But you're not about to do that to Bam Adebayo. Like Bam Adebayo is a miniature version when you start looking at the size and the, the big bulky broad shoulders and all that good stuff uh, of, of, of a young Dwight Howard. I mean, that's essentially kind of what he looks like with a different kind of motor and all the other kind of stuff. I get it. But it is a very, uh, at least I like to think, a pretty good comparison. Rajon Rondo, who, I mean, you're not, when it comes to Rajon Rondo, I hope that the, uh, I hope that Miami has been taking notes on no more running out at Rondo. Like Rondo's been able to consistently hit that jump shot. I don't know if that's because in order to fix his jump shot, you know, maybe it was the crowd in the in the stands or whatever the case may be. Now there's no more crowd. So uh, he's been able to kind of connect and convert on a lot of his jump shots. And there can't be any more running out. Today. We'll get out to some more running outs, uh, get into some more running outs here in a bit. Um, but Rajon Rondo, this team has looked significantly different and a lot of it is because of him. Nobody's going to talk about it. People are always going to talk about, just like I told you earlier about Miami, uh, people are on, on this side of the spectrum, 
the pendulum, the, 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 it changes, it switches where everybody's going to talk about LeBron, where everybody's going to talk about Anthony Davis. In some cases, you know, between Kyle Kuzma and, um, and I'm trying to think of who else. Oh, Alex Caruso. We don't talk nearly enough about Rajon Rondo, who takes a lot of that load and pressure off of LeBron, who was the primary ball handler before, lets him get into his original uh, and natural position a little bit more uh, and just control have control over that. And that's a position that obviously his team trusts him in. I still think that he's, if he's not a top 10 point guard in this league, not combo guard, but point guard, I think he's a top 10 point guard in this league. If not, he's got to be in the top 12, top 15. I mean, I, I just can't see that point very much being argued um, too much. And then we were talking about the jump shooters between, you know, uh, uh, Robinson, Hero, and 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 Nunn, who are all young guys, and that could play a huge part, their, their inability or their um, inexperience, rather of playing on a level this big. Now it's not the biggest, it's not the biggest in the world because you don't have all the media and you don't have all the, the crowd and all that type of stuff. So I think that that does play into a favor at least a little bit and benefit Miami in some ways. However, if you don't have the experience, it's still seven game series in an NBA finals for a championship. And you're going up against a very experienced team. You're going up against Dwight Howard, who's been to the NBA finals. You're going up against LeBron James, who do I really need to mention his resume that's like a stack of papers. Uh, you have someone like, um, uh, who else am I Am I thinking? Oh, Rajon Rondo, of course, who has been in position where he's been an NBA champion at a young age and knows what it takes as a starting point guard in this league. So those are the things that are going to play really big parts. Guys like Kuzma, KCP, and Danny Green, who – have specialties of jump shooting, but it seems like lately they can't even do that right. That's potentially going to create a really huge problem for the Lakers. And we'll see what happens with their advantage. Now, in terms of, you know, this is one thing that's really interesting to me because if you have the Miami heat zone where they do so well in, in that particular department versus uh, or, 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 or you have the Miami heat zone slash their perimeter shooting, Okay, versus the Lakers uh, front court, you know, defense and 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 uh, uh, or, or their your their their uh, front line size and 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 their dominating interior is going to be interesting to find out exactly how that happens. And I think just a couple keys to the game is Miami has to strategically execute on the rebounds because of their size disadvantage. Everybody's going to say, oh, well, they can't, you know, they can't out-rebound the Lakers, and probably not. The likelihood of that happening is obviously not really high. However, what I will say is that sometimes it's really uh, – rebounding is not just about size. It is about executing. It is about um, – it, it is really about effort, essentially, you know, you have to make sure that you're boxing out guys and getting to loose balls and creating second chance points. And if you have if you're at a, a disadvantage in terms of size, what you do have is exactly that the lack of size, which makes you quicker, much faster to when a ball comes off the rim. Now, if it's way up here, you're probably not going to get it. 
But having those little young scrappy guys that can swipe at balls and so forth and get to it much quicker, I think that that's something that can play into the benefit, the hands of uh, the Miami Heat. Keeping Bam Adebayo out of foul trouble, obviously, and just making sure that you're converting on your jump shots. Because what's not going to happen is you're not going to get the calls. You're going to get calls basically on you. That's the way that this is going to go. You're, you don't have the superstars, so you're not going to get the superstar calls. So you have to be scrappier and beat the opposition to the punch any opportunity you get. Uh, and, and because of that is where you're going to have to come down on the other end and make sure that you're hitting shots because you know that you're not going to get the whistle on the opposite end. As far as L.A. in terms of their keys to win, I think it's it's clear. You know, you have to close out. There's no more running out at these guys. If you think that, you know, you're not going to you're going to be lazy and you're not going to run out at Tyler Hero or you're not going to run out at uh, Duncan Robinson and some of those guys. Jay Crowder, who is a huge, huge piece to this team. I mean, this ain't a guy that's just going to chip in 10 points here, 11 or 12 points there. This dude can give you 20. Uh, everybody talks about Andre Iguodala, but he is a lot of the reason behind why they are here too, because of his ability to play defense. You don't have to yank him up by the collar and force him to go out there and run back out there and play defense. He embraces that. He embraced that role. He did the same way with Golden State and won net and won multiple championships plus uh, a finals MVP. So he knows what he's doing and he's going to have his guys ready. They're physical. They're playing with house money. You don't want to go against them. They've got the confidence. I mean, the, the pressure's not on them. The pressure's on the Lakers to take care of business. And I want to know exactly where everybody has uh, this series going and in how many games. I think the consensus, most people would probably say, all right, I don't want to completely disrespect Miami and LeBron going up against his old team. And I know that Eric Spolstra, who probably has the edge from a coaching standpoint over Frank Go, uh, Frank Vogel, arguably. I Yet with that being said, uh, I still believe that this is, this is one of those things where it's going to be the perimeter defense of one team um, versus the front. I'm sorry, the, the, yeah, the perimeter defense of one team versus the front court defense of the other team, the perimeter offense of one team versus the front court defense of another team. And that's what I think is going to make it so much more of a very intriguing matchup because I'm not always sure that the Lakers want to really be that physical with a lot of teams. I'm not sure if they really got that in them. I think a lot of times it's a lot more finesse than it is physical. And that's not this Miami team. Like, so if the Lakers think that they're about to come in there who haven't been in any series in the playoffs for longer than five games, that, 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 that this is a team that's just going to roll over that, that I think they're sadly mistaken. Can it go uh, five games? I don't think that's out. I don't think that's a reach to say that, you know, the Lakers can get them out 3-1. I'm sorry, 4-1. I think that's a strong possibility. Sweep, we're not even going to talk about it. But getting them out of there in five games, I think, is a possibility, yet it's still a little bit more likely uh, to do it in six games. So no more running out and closing all that, guys. And the other thing for the Lakers, you got to maintain these leads. You cannot afford to take your foot off the gas, and you have to finish games strong. That's something that I don't feel like they did against Denver. They were in a position where you have these 
there's not another team in this thing or that was even in the last four teams that were participating that even had a star caliber player. I'm not talking about an all-star, but a superstar caliber player on the team. And the Lakers just were not getting guys out of there. You got to check them in and check them out. And that's just something I don't feel like the Lakers have been either A, capable of doing, or B, what they've shown is that they just did not do that. And you're going to have huge problems on your hands with a team that's only lost, what, like two, maybe three games in the playoffs that, that, that Miami has lost. That's going to be a big problem. Appreciate you, uh, Matt, for checking in as well. Just now seeing this, wasn't sure that I peeped it. Tell Rob his guy Darren said hello and to pay up my wings when we get to Tampa. So Rob owes somebody some wings. I'm not the only one that Rob is going to be owing wings. We're going to have to get on that Michigan State conversation all over again because I'm going to need my I'm going to need my dude Tom Mizzo to go ahead and take care of some business so I can be eating up on uh, on Rob's account. Oh, Cuzzo, what's popping out there in L.A.? Shabazz, what's up, Boz? He said, who's the top 10 point guard? I just logged in. Rajon Rondo. Again, again, make sure I preface this by saying point guard, not combo guard, not your Russell Westbrooks and your James Hardens. I'm not talking about guys that they slot at point guard. I'm talking about natural, prototypical point guards your CP3s and so forth, guys that play point guard by naturally by position, if that makes any kind of sense. I know people are going to – that's always a weird thing. Maybe that it is an extinct position uh, being point guard in the NBA. However, um, I don't think that I put Rajon Rondo in that list of top 10 point guards in the league because it's becoming extinct. I think he's just that good. However, I think that he had issues when he's in Sacramento and and uh, where else was he at? I think he was in Chicago, maybe New Orleans. I just don't think he wants to play for those guys. They weren't going to be contending for anything. I just don't think that he played hard. I'm not saying that is right, but I think that's essentially what happened when it came to him. So from that standpoint, I still put him in the top 10. Again, natural point guards, not your Dame Lillards and your combo guards, but natural point guards. So um I think that's all I got, man. I appreciate everybody for checking in. Appreciate my dude, Rob, man, for checking in with me as well. Rob Parker came through and showed some love and a couple takes, talked about some baseball and talked about NBA finals, talked a little bit about Doc Rivers and so forth. Uh, so I appreciate him for coming by as well. Make sure that you subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You never know exactly who you're going to get here on the podcast. Uh, so uh, just you know, I try to bring work really hard on bringing in some guests for you guys. If you guys love the podcast and you want to see more of this, feel free to uh, not only subscribe, but to tell a friend. I tell you all the time, tell your mama, tell your grandmama, tell your cousins, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies, tell everybody where you can find the best, the most entertaining, the most informational and the most educational basketball content in the form of a podcast and that's nowhere else but right here on Tate's Take anywhere you find your favorite that's iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Red Circle, Stitcher. We stream live on YouTube as well. Follow along on social media at Tate's Take Hoops. T A T E S T A K E H O P S hashtag where basketball lives and just for the record I think I'm I'm going to play it safe. I want to go out on a limb and say I'm going to take the Lakers in five. Do I want to take the Lakers in five or do I want to take the Lakers in six? 
I'm gonna play it safe for once. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it safe for once, and I'm gonna go with the Lakers in six. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go with the Lakers in six. But I would not be surprised if it went five games. I would be extremely surprised if it went uh, four games, and I would be even more surprised if it went seven games, let alone Miami winning the series. I just don't think that's going to happen. I think these guys are playing for Kobe Bryant at this point. So um, by all means, make sure that you share, man. I appreciate everybody for checking us out. Remember tomorrow, uh, the final buzzer, I do it after every NBA playoff game. So it will be for tomorrow, the final buzzer, 15 minutes after the game is over. I'm going to do a recap, give you guys an opportunity to come on here and allow your voice to be heard and Talk a little trash or let me know what you saw uh, in game one of the 2020 NBA finals inside of the bubble. So appreciate everybody for checking it out and I'll see y'all tomorrow in a minute.